0: Okay, it is September 29th, 2022. Uh, we have the prayer list here. And uh, the Lord has seen what's been written for Heath McDonald and Reverend Mrs. Davis, the people of Florida, and the way of that hurricane. That uh, they just, it's going to be bad, Lord, we know. But we know that you can save those out of there that might otherwise not have been. It being your will to do it. Asi and Linda, John and Ruby, we keep them on here, they are friends of the Bible Study Podcast, our children and our grandchildren, our friend Gary Neighbor for blessings of strength, Marcos for his son and his family in Florida, Marta and Charles and also Sebron, our police officers, our fire and EMS. The power line crews that will be heading south already are, I'm sure, to do a monumental work of getting the power grid back up in the wake of that hurricane. Bob's children, Stephanie and Mike, for salvation, unsafe family members up north, pray for the hurricane victims, also safe travel for Mike when he comes back from Italy, pray for our country and the folks in Europe mission conference tonight Fellowship Baptist for Don Opie, John Jarrett, James Christian, grandchildren Dan and Forrest thank you unsaved family members Reverend Davis and family Eric, Rex, Ted, America President Trump and family Ray and Judy Salvation for America prayer for all in Florida. George Weiser, both senior and junior. Joe Weiser, for salvation. Mr. Sage, also for salvation. Phil Toberman, for his health. Our troops and our law enforcement. And I would add, Lord, would you shine the light of truth on who blew those pipelines up over there, if in fact that is what happened, uh, so that people... That do evil things not be allowed to get away with them. Let's join hands. For Brittany and Katie Sue. For Brittany and her child that she carries, oh Katie buddy. Sue. And God, we thank you for this study. We thank you for the blessings we always find when we sit down and read your word. And we pray, God, that you are mindful of these prayer requests on the list tonight. We pray you be with us. Pray, God, that you sanctify this bread and this cup as your body and your blood as we prepare for communion. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and take a piece of the bread and pass it on around. Mm -hmm. still warm. You use unleavened bread for... uh, Can you get it? I'll get it last. See, the last shall be first, and I want to be first, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put me in the first will way. be last look at that put me in harm's way <laughs> <clears throat> Jesus said this do as often as you will in remembrance of him take this communion And Lord we ask that these who receive it find blessing find your favor Amen Here's your cup for us. It's over here. Gotcha. Okay. Break me a piece. You want a bigger piece? No, yep, this is right. fine. I love, you. I love you. Lord, this bread to signify your body, and we will take it and eat it in remembrance of you. Mm-hmm. Lord, we take of this cup, signifying your blood, we do this in remembrance of you. God, we thank you for the communion. We thank you for showing us the symbolism of it, for sanctifying the implements of it. I pray that you would bless each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's take a look at Ezekiel Uh 38-39. Well, um, I think we're on the threshold of this, but I do think this is Armageddon. We'll go over the reasons for that. The problem with believing Ezekiel 38 and 39 is anything other than Armageddon, as we, if it were, then we're really not anywhere close to the return of the Lord. And I, I don't see how we couldn't be, especially as things continue to um, unfold. It is certainly reasonable. To suspect suspects that Vladimir Putin is Gog, this ruler from the north. And God doesn't give him the opportunity to say no. God says he's going to put a hook in his jaw and bring him down against his people. Let's read how this goes. Chapter 38. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, <clears throat> Son of man, Set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog. Now, by the way, you will see Gog mentioned here at the end of the millennial age, too. But this is a spirit that takes a person. And that spirit doesn't, um, doesn't perish. Um, even the demons will be conscious forever. So, yes, Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor. Even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Horses in that Hebrew is, some, is a means of travel. Uh, I think Chuck Missler brought it out. It was leapers, something you get on. You know, then At the time this was written, they think horses. And militaries do still use horses because there are places... Well, there's no better way of getting to them. It could be that there's nothing left but horses. No, this is going to be, I believe, the Armageddon battle. But yeah, in the millennial age, for sure. I don't think we're going to be running on fossil fuels. I don't. Just the way it sounds in, uh, in the Bible. You know, in Isaiah 64, and of course, Revelation... Verse 5, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Persia is, of course, Iran. Iran and um, oh, Russia are, are allied. They're they're helping each other. Uh, Ethiopia and Libya, North African countries, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togmarah, Togarma, I should say, of the North Quarters and all his bands and many people with it. So this northern power doesn't come alone. Some sort of a confederacy. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee and be thou a guard unto them. After many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel which have been always waste. But it is brought forth out of the nations and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Israel has come back as a nation now for nearly 2,000, well, more than 2,000 years. This was written well before the time of Christ. And then you go to 70 A.D., and Israel is no more. Uh, the temple's destroyed. So coming upon 2,000 years, uh, well, when they got to 1948, they became a nation again. And... um The Bible does speak of this, not just here, but in other places. They were regathered. Verse 9, Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall also come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages, I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil, and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places, that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey? To carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil. Therefore, son of a man, prophesy and say unto God, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts. Now Moscow is due north of uh, Jerusalem pretty much. Thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. (coughs) Thus saith the Lord God, Art thou he of whom I have spoken in old time by my servants, the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them. I like that verse. It's interesting. He's saying here, the Holy Spirit's writing this. These people are going to say to Gog, Are you this guy that we read about in Ezekiel? Are you him? And it shall come to pass at the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. A big earthquake. You see that? also in Revelation in Armageddon. So that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down. Do you see this in Revelation in the tribulation? You do. And these steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. Zechariah 14 talks about this. Zechariah 14 is also referencing Armageddon, that God would turn the enemies of Israel against each other and just let them kind of take care of themselves. Now that's the way God does things. But you know, Satan, he's, he takes good notes. And he's been real hard at it turning the American people against each other in various ways. Mostly politically. But then with that so-called virus and the vaccines, he's turned people against each other over that. He's caused fellowships to break up. So Satan is a good note-taker and he's a good copier. But he got the idea from the Lord himself. And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood. <clears throat> pestilence. We see this. One of the four horsemen, the fourth one, the, the green one, uh, pale one, uh, is uh, disease, right? Pestilence is disease. <coughs> And I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Armageddon, once again, hailstones fall, right? In my revelation. Verse 23, Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord chapter 39. Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. He'll read this, I think. He probably already has read it. If Putin is this guy. The unfortunate thing and Vorst and I were talking earlier we went to haul the trash, the closer we look at what's going on globally right now geopolitically right now now I'll probably get some fuss, get fussed at over this but it's looking more like Putin is the good guy now hear me out we threw a fit as a nation when he wanted to set it. well it wasn't him but when the Soviets wanted to set up in Cuba, right? We just weren't gonna have that. Why? Because you're too close to our uh, our homeland here. Ninety miles, right? I mean, that's as far as Chicago from Milwaukee, and he was gonna set up whoever who was in charge back in the sixties in Russia.
1: Crusher. Crusher. Yeah,
0: I couldn't think of the name. He was gonna just set up a set up shop. We had to stop it. We go over to Ukraine. We've talked about this in this study, and I've talked about it on our podcast for Bank Steel. Uh, We go into Ukraine, kind of under the radar, but you're never under Vladimir Putin's radar. He could see what was happening. We're going to get them to join NATO, and that means Army bases, Right? Air force bases and airstrips and naval bases on the Black Sea coast and obviously Marines. All in there. US military all in Ukraine. Now how's that gonna set with Putin? Not too good. And honestly, can you blame him? Can you blame him? I mean Well, we I'm, have we have uh stuff on the border already in other countries. Yeah, I guess he doesn't want it to get any worse or to get any more in his face. But um, I we have some yeah. Yeah. he, um, I think he wants Ukraine for multiple reasons, that river. And, um, and the natural resources. He's got a lot of resources. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's a good guy. Don't mm-hmm. don't misunderstand me here. You know, if you've got some mafia boss and you just happen to buy a property right next to his, and uh, he's a bad guy, but you start, I don't know, mowing your lawn with a mower with no muffler on it at 6 in the morning, you're going to hear about it. No one would want that. Uh, gosh, the neighbor over here was, was Bertha. This little snapper mower, no muffler. And she'd get out there... It sounded this, like one of those helicopters. It did. Like one of those Vietnam It sounded like a and, daggone Chinook or something. It's like the house vibrated. Right like between the... Ears when she was... Like, between that wall and this wall. You know, it was a... And it did sound like a helicopter. It did. They make mufflers for these things. You should get one. Um, But you can see why Putin wouldn't want that. And... Um, so by... Pushing. They're they're all over there carrying the nasty slut sticker signs. Who is? Ukraine. I haven't seen that, but. What do you mean you ain't seen that? I haven't seen it of the news. No. I don't watch the news much, Amos. I think it's you know it's pretty much all fake. (coughs) I believe there was a hurricane in Florida. I saw pictures of it. Yeah. But uh, if you know, you can use agent provocateurs and set up all kind of things like they did at the so-called insurrection January 6th, but um, it appears that some entity has blown up two natural gas pipelines that would feed Europe. Now there's the Latin phrase, qui bono, qui bono, who benefits, benefits? Putin's not going to benefit from that. Well, he might. He doesn't. He he's got the valve. He could just turn it off. Now, but he could make it. He could make people think he's a victim too. The the only possibility that it wasn't someone working at the behest of the whoever's in control of America right now is that Putin wants to look like the victim. He really didn't blow the pipelines, but he carried in something to spew up a bunch of gases and claim that they blew. I mean that isn't terribly plausible, but maybe I would rather think that than to think that whoever is controlling, obviously our military, mm-hmm. somebody, if, if, if we have done this as a nation, somebody's controlling our Navy. We already know that. yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. And, you know, Putin, he's bound to be deciding what his next move is, even if he did it himself. He would have the excuse, just like the same cabal blew those buildings up in New York in 2001. And then now we've got an excuse. You know you killed a lot of people, but we don't care about that. These are are just peons, they're peasants. We don't care about them. Kill them. We're the elite. Now we've got a common enemy, uh, the uh, Islamic jihadists. They're not good people, but they didn't do that in New York. They had no ability to do that. Those things came down and controlled demolition. And by this point in time, I'm sure tens of thousands of experts have said as much. But uh, somebody, if they blew these pipelines and they, you know, Get the anger of Putin up. He might start using some tactical nukes. Now, supposedly, certain provinces in Ukraine voted yesterday or day before to join Russia. This is what apparently the cabal doesn't want. I don't. I don't think Putin had ever been part of this cabal. I think he is Gog here, and he's going to have some um, emissaries. Obviously, Iran, and he's got Turkey, and he's got Syria. He's got more than what he needs to tear into Israel. But it's not going to work according to this. It's not going to work. God says he's going to magnify himself and sanctify himself. And he said I'll be known in the eyes of many nations and they shall know that I am the Lord. This is Armageddon. This doesn't happen, you know, and then live through a bunch more history and come to Armageddon again. For somebody to teach that, they've got to be pretty pretty slim on intelligence. I'm sorry. You get what you get as far as intelligence goes, but um, there is too much lining up here between these. Armageddon and Revelation in, in this book here. Uh, these two chapters of Ezekiel. Let's get into uh, 39. Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus saith the Lord God, because I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and leave but at the sixth part of thee. And I will cause thee to come up from the north part and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. And I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand, and I will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. It's interesting when you look at the Hebrew names for some of these things. A lot of the, their missiles are named, the same Hebrew here as arrows. And their uh, tanks are called a Merkabah. And that means chariot. So you read about the chariots. Well, they're calling the tanks chariots. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands, and the people that is with thee, and I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Armageddon, Revelation, right? Feeding to the, feed the buzzards, right? And hyenas, whatever's going to come out there and eat all. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. And I will send a fire on Magog and among them that dwell carelessly in the isles, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them pollute my holy name any more. And the heathen, shall know that I am the Lord the holy one in Israel so the world's going to look on this they'll still see it people worry about oh EMP is going to shut everything down I'm not going to have any communication no radio no internet probably not that's probably not going to happen because satan doesn't want that he <coughs> He can't be omnipresent. He can only be in one place at one time. He's a finite being. And according to the prophecies of God, the whole world sees these two witnesses rise up after being dead three days in Revelation 11. Everybody sees it. Everybody sees the image of the beast. Isn't it interesting that the prophecy in in, in Revelation says it's the image of the beast? You're seeing him on the TV screen, or on your computer, or on your uh, smartphone screen. You're seeing the image. There he is. And and people worship that image. They'll bow down in front of TVs or whatever, worshiping the image of the beast. They're not going to turn off the infrastructure of uh, communications because they're still going to be in use. If it were to happen, it would be a very temporary thing and a very limited thing, I think. Um, So he's going to, uh, everybody's going to see this. And um, his holy name would not be profaned anymore. Verse 8, Behold, it is come, and it is done, saith the Lord God. This is the day whereof I have spoken. You see a passage in Revelation where he says exactly that. This is done. It's done. And um, he's talked about this day. He said this is the day. The day of which he has spoken. How can anybody think that Ezekiel 38 and 39 was not Armageddon. It's beyond me. I'll tell you another reason. Once you get to chapter 40, Ezekiel spends nine chapters, 40 through 48, describing the Millennial Temple. Why would he jump from an also ran skirmish here to describing the Millennial Temple if there was a time period in between and Armageddon still had to happen. It makes no sense. This is Armageddon. Let's keep going. This is the day whereof I have spoken. He said, verse nine, and they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows and the handstaves and the spears. And they shall burn them with fire seven years, so that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest, for they shall burn the weapons with fire, and they shall spoil those that spoil them, and rob those that rob them, saith the Lord God. There's a passage that makes a lot of people say, well, this can't be Armageddon because... We've got seven years and they're cooking with fire. We're going back to the caveman days. Not really. There were no cavemen other than, sure, human beings, made in God's image, intelligent, probably more intelligent than we are now, found a cave and lived in it. But this wasn't like, ooga chaka, ooga chaka, you know, all that stuff you see. You know, and all these drawings they try to make you think you evolved from. When we still have monkeys and orangutans or deep and gorillas, bombing. yeah, we seem to be. We still have cavemen, huh? We still have cavemen. People live in caves. People, well, people that are so uh, untechnical that they, they, you know, they live like Neanderthals. You might think. Oh, you're talking, yeah, like in South America. Yeah, Camden, right? and, and New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you head into the millennial age, Christ is on his throne. People are cooking in the cooking pots, according to Zechariah 14. They're keeping the feast of tabernacles, they're cooking. They're coming and getting cooking pots, and they're cooking. The the millennium begins this way, and probably sees through a thousand years that way. Would the temple service that was established by Moses probably be used throughout eternity, or throughout at least through the millennium? Yeah, maybe on them, because of course the New Jerusalem at the end of the millennium comes down out of heaven and sits here on the earth. Um, some people believe it's a pyramid shape. I don't know that. If it is, it's Four got square or whatever it is. It's it's big. I I think yeah. But they talk about the height of it being 1,500 miles. Yeah. And uh, it could be a peak that high, 1,500 miles. I don't know. Uh, The uh, Nephilim and their handlers built those pyramids, Mm -hmm. and they got the idea from something. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's possible. It's some kind of evil something. Well, they were copying something, perhaps, that they knew existed. But um, they they built them. Human beings did not, they could not. All right. verse 11. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will give unto Gog a place there of graves in Israel, the valley of the passengers on the east of the sea. And it shall stop the noses of the passengers. And there shall they bury Gog and all his multitude, and they shall call it the valley of Haman-Gog. He's talking about the stench of these that have been killed. How did they die? A lot of them died because the enemy, the, the, their so called allies turned against them, turned against each other. A lot of them died just by the word of God. Jesus comes, he sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives. Here's this mighty earthquake. This is in um, Zechariah. But uh, he kills them but they're going to be smelling badly these corpses in the valley of Haman God verse 12 and seven months shall the house of Israel be burying of them and that they may cleanse the land so the Lord supernaturally takes them out but the Israelites bury them they work there see they have flesh and blood bodies. When we return with Christ, we have a glorified body that can't die. It's like His. Verse 13, Yea, all the people of the land shall bury them, and it shall be to them a renown the day that I shall be glorified, saith the Lord God. And they shall sever out men of continual employment. This is a very interesting chapter, or verse, I should say. They shall sever out men of continual employment, passing through the land to bury with the passengers those that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it. After the end of seven months shall they search. And the passengers that pass through the land, when any seeth a man's bone, then shall he set up a sign by it, I've seen translations say he'll put a marker there until the barriers have buried it in the valley of Haman-Gog. They pass through and say over there's a marker. There's a little marker. It must be a human remain there. Looks like a hazmat team, huh? Kind of. It does sound like maybe this stuff is... uh, Radioactive. Maybe so. Verse 16, And also the name of the city shall be... Thus shall they cleanse the land. And thou, son of man, thus saith the Lord God, Speak unto every feathered fowl and to every beast of the field. Assemble yourselves and come, gather yourselves on every side to my sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you. Even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. You shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, of goats, of bullocks, all of them fatlings of Bashan. (coughs) And you shall eat fat until you be full, and drink blood till you be drunken, of my sacrifice which I have sacrificed for you. Thus you shall be filled at my table with horses and chariots with mighty men with all men of war, saith the Lord God. you see that spoken of in Armageddon revelation or you know the blood's as deep as the horse's bridle I would suspect these are piles of bodies piles of bodies just covered in blood and that's all you can see. Verse 21 And I will set my glory upon the heathen, and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid upon them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day and forward. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity. For their iniquity, because they trespassed against me, therefore hid I my face from them, and gave them into the hand of their enemies, so fell they all by the sword. According to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions have I done unto them, and hid my face from them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy upon the whole house of Israel and will be jealous for my holy name. After that they have borne their shame and all their trespasses whereby they have trespassed against me when they dwelt safely in their land and none made them afraid. When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemies' hands, and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations, then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen. But I have gathered them unto their own land, and have left none of them any more there. Neither Will I hide my face any more from them? For I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, saith the Lord God. Um, Then Ezekiel, after that, is given a vision of the temple. So if, uh, if we're this close to this, then we're that close to Armageddon. I don't know how long it might take for things to develop over there to the extent that Putin turns on Israel, but he has had generals talking about it. did you Did you know this? He's had generals, and he himself, I'm sure, looking at Israel <coughs> got it made there. It's the a main threat. That's Satan. He doesn't like Israel. So he can certainly stir anyone up against him unless that person truly belongs to the Lord. Israel, of course, has an extremely sophisticated military and technology. Second to none, I'm sure. And plenty of natural resources. So if you're thinking in human terms, you would want that. You would want that spoil that was spoken of here. They have found all kinds of oil. They have found on top of that all kinds of natural gas. Which brings up the possibility. <laughs> yeah. Well, Israel did it. Yeah. <laughs> did <laughs> they, they capable. Did they blow those pipelines so they can sell Europe natural gas? That's an interesting thought. Or at least cut off Russia's income. If that were the case, Putin probably knows that. But if he turns on Israel, which, if he's Gog, he will turn on Israel. He won't, won't succeed. The we Germany's not, already made, or he, he's already made a deal with Israel to uh, to get fuel over there now. I didn't hear it. So deal. well, it's okay. So, so we have another. We asked that motive. Israel yeah, uh, going to sell natural gas to Europe. We asked earlier, qui bono is <laughs> real my nice I, th- I still think the United States did it. People that have hacked the United States, yeah. I mean, well, I mean yeah. right, yeah. I mean, but they're doing all kinds of things, like they took out the pipeline that came from oh, Canada that we had to help those. That deal was done before the gas lines were brought up. Correct. Yeah. Well, um, there's only two or three countries that's capable of isn't there? Yeah, if they were blown at a pretty deep level, yeah. Uh, you know, it would either require submarines or some kind of a, a depth charge on a ship. You know, uh, they've also got underwater drones that could go plant, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, But a person, it'd be hard to get... Couldn't, even, couldn't do it. A person couldn't do it. Not unless mm-hmm. they was in one of them... But they wouldn't need that. They, I mean, mm-hmm. the drones... Make that yeah. well, People can't go down much more than a few hundred feet yeah well, someone said that one place that it blew wasn't wasn't more than about two hundred and fifty three hundred meters deep still you're not just going to paddle down there with your flippers and set off a bomb or hook up a bomb to go off uh, I don't know, I mean if Israel has the intelligence that Putin has drawn a bullseye on them, coddling up to Turkey, hmm. and of course Syria. I don't so he see Israel doing that? I, mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, they're
0: all the time. Just they've got so many other enemies that they're always trying to. Yeah, but they're running interference. All the time too. I just, I just don't think Israel did it. I, they may not have. They may get the blame for it, but I don't think they did it. They might get the blame. They might have done it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But, um, in fact, I hadn't even considered that until we were starting to think about these resources that they do have. And I remember Christopher Hitchens, who probably went to hell when he died a celebrated atheist, uh, laughing at one of his conferences. He was standing there talking. It was a lecture. Uh, laughing that uh, God just gathered all of his people and put them in the only place in the Middle East that doesn't have a drop of oil. <laughs> Who's laughing now? Mm-hmm. Because they do have oil. What is that, uh, Zion? Uh, the treasures of the deep. Yeah, and they've got the, the natural gas. The treasures the treasures, of, the treasures of the deep. Spoken of in in the Bible. Is that in Isaiah, maybe, or is it Jeremiah? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what should we expect to see next? Uh. There's a couple of places that we just read where God says, I'm going to turn you back. I'm going to turn you back. I'm going to turn you back and then bring you against my people. Turn him back from what? Back from his detail in the Ukraine, possibly? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, Most true military... Analysts do not think there's any chance of Putin, Putin losing over there. They say he's going to, you know, he's going to win. But maybe at some point he'll decide there's something better. And uh, so he's probably talking to what's this guy's name, Ergadan of uh, Turkey. Mm-hmm. And who's in Syria, who's there? No. Who? No, but, um, Bashar al-Assad okay. Syria and Erdogan Erdogan's in Turkey. Turkey. That's all he needs, right? He's connected there, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Um. It's been a long time since world geography class, but uh, <laughs> we've had to play, Can't remember. It. Well, there it is. It's just and been it too long. He's the names all the time. Yeah. Yeah, to protect the, the guilty. Names to protect the guilty. Yeah. Um. You know, last Thursday, in Bible study Jordan you that, that and Syria. Form the new world uh, religion, one world religion. Oh yeah, yeah, Christ. they've been working on that with they the, the new the last temple. Thursday. Yeah. The union now it is certified. Uh, Pope uh, Zaid, it, it went over there, and there's another one involved. They all agree, the one world religion. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I I saw At stuff on that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. You got Jordan to the west and Syria to the north of Israel kind of cool. It says, these things are written and you will know. When mm-hmm. you see these things beginning to take place, look up for your redemption, draw a thigh. Yeah. So God was nice enough to put this book down. <clears throat> Basic instruction before leaving earth by you know, and it's our an instruction book. I tell people at Truck Style Ministries, who knows more about this book? I mean, if you've got an owner's manual in the glove box of your car, who knows more about that car than the people who made that thing? If you follow what it says in there for periodic maintenance, a while thing ought to last a while. Same with this book, our instruction magnet. Yeah, and it's like pay attention. How much? Mm-hmm. It's always sixty-six books, mm-hmm. but my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And these are spiritual things that yeah. the worldly man can't understand. First Corinthians two says, um, it's, foolish, Mr. Dan. "It's foolishness to them." It's foolishness to those who are perishing and the and People like to mock us. You know, but I always just say Sir Isaac Newton believed it. Hmm. He invented calculus. He identified all these laws of physics. Which you know, he still use. That's yeah. So come on, if he could believe it and do that, intelligent He shoot a watermelon off some kid's head. Wouldn't that William tell? That was an apple. Oh, it was a watermelon. Isaac Newton did that one. Bad shot. We used a watermelon instead of an apple. I read that somewhere on the internet. It must be true then. (laughs) I I Basically, I saw a quotable quote the other day on the internet, and it said, you cannot believe everything you read on the internet. Ben Franklin. (laughs) Um, it's almost 7 and Jerry's got an engagement let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap here we're about 50 minutes in uh, Forrest and close us God please forgive us of our sins and help us to do right in your eyes thank you Lord that we're able to meet here every Thursday in peace and learn from your word together as a group Lord please just continue to to bless our group just strengthen us spiritually and physically in all ways that we need That we may meet here again next week. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.